The Sons of Liberty is a politically neutral organization. We believe that the Judeo-Christian ethic has provided the principles upon which this nation was founded. It is our belief that these principles provide not only the foundation and framework for American government and society, but are also essential to the maintenance of a fair and just society. All program content is based on a Christian biblical worldview. One of you said to me recently that we shouldn't rock the boat. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I want to tell you that I am a boat rocker. I will not wear the mask. 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 I will not wear a mask. I will not get the vaccine. I will not get the vaccine. And I will not get the vaccine. I will resist evil. I will resist evil. I will resist evil. I will submit to God. I will submit to God. I will submit to God. In the Lord, I will praise his word. In God, I have put my trust, and I will not be afraid. Hear my prayer, O Lord, and let my cry come to you. Do not hide your face from me in the day. For the Lord is the great God, and the great King above all. Rise up, O judge of the earth. Render punishment to the proud. Lord, how long will the wicked, how long will the wicked triumph? Righteousness and justice are the foundation of this I hate the work of those who follow it. With my mouth I will make known your faithfulness to all generations. For I have said, mercy shall be built up forever. Your faithfulness you shall stand. On an instrument of ten strings, on the lute and on the harp, with harmonious sound. For you, O Lord, have made me glad through your works. I will triumph in the works of your name. are on high forevermore. For behold, your enemies shall perish. All the workers of iniquity shall be scattered. I will defy tyrants. 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 And with that, good morning, America. Welcome Christians, conservatives, constitutionalists, liberals, libertarians, communists, Islamists, LGBTQ, RSTV, WXYZ people. All the boat rockers are in the house. And anybody else I may have missed to the Sons of Liberty radio show here on Red State Talk Radio. We use the Bible and the Constitution not to see who's on the right or the left, but who is on the straight and narrow. I'm your host, Tim Brown, coming to you live in the U.S. occupied state of South Carolina. The editor at SonsOfLibertyMedia.com. And for our Muslim friends, I'm the infidel that Allah warns you about. I hold to the book, the Bible. As the authoritative word of God, glad that you guys have joined us here this morning. If you'd like to check us out online, please do so. SonsofLibertyRadio.com and SonsofLibertyMedia.com. In fact, if you're listening by way of Red State Talk Radio and you want to watch the video portion of the radio show, that's right, you can see the face that's made for radio, head over to SonsofLibertyMedia.com. And uh, left side of the page is Bradley show from Saturday, two hours worth of Bradley. And um, <clears throat> that will go live at 3 p.m. Eastern. All right. So if you want to catch him live, do that. If you want to miss the show on Friday, or excuse me, Saturday, the two-hour version, uh, that's still available on SonsOfLibertyMedia.com. Right side of the page is where we're streaming live. Just click on the play button right there, the AM edition. And then right up under that, and by the way, you can click on, once you click on the play and it goes live, there's a little rumble icon down at the bottom right. Jump in there. Join us in the chat on Rumble. we got a few friends over there as well. 
And it's great to see everybody across all the platforms. We're also on beforeitsnews.com, top of the page, dlive.tv at the Sons of Liberty, Twitch at Setting Brush Fires, and also Roku uh, at Cutting Edge TV. And then if you're on Rumble, it's Sons of Liberty Radio Live. So be sure to subscribe. It's kind of interesting because our subscribers go up, and we pretty much maintain the same number of viewers. I don't know how all that works. Uh, but in any case, it's really interesting. Uh, anyway, sonsoflibertymedia.com. Sign up for the newsletter there, too. Um, yeah, we, we 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 need your help uh, in getting the message out. So you'll get all of our articles, no spam or anything like that, in the in the emails, one of those a day. And, um, yeah, we, we would appreciate your support in that. Also, a way you can support us is by donations. Uh, yeah, we sell stuff in the store. And from what I hear, lots of sales in there, but we really don't make any money on that. Okay, in some cases, we might lose money. So <clears throat> that's for your benefit. Uh, but if you want to help support the ministry itself of the Sons of Liberty, then there's a donate button at the top of sonsoflibertymedia.com. Click on that and make a one-time donation. Or if you'd like to partner with us monthly as a son or daughter of Liberty, uh, you can do that as well. And this week, I didn't open it up, but Bradley's book, uh, Grass Doesn't Work, The Rocks Do, is up again for 35% off. 35% off. Use the promo code ROCKS, okay? Use the promo code ROCKS, and um, <clears throat> that'll get you the 35% off. That is through this Saturday at midnight. You can catch that then. Now, I'm just going to tell you, I don't even know who won the Super Bowl. I, Except for the post I, I slapped out there the other day that I saw that was kind of neat. Um, Bengals and somebody. Browns. I don't know. Whoever. Uh, in the Super Bowl. And you go, well, you're kind of ignorant of stuff. Yeah, because it's not important to me. You know why? Because they just won, and guess what? Starting next season, they start the same place everybody else does. <laughs> it just starts all over again. And you can be on top this year, and next year you could be at the bottom of the heat. Okay? So it's it just it's the bread and circus thing as far as – I don't think there's a, a sin in it. I don't think there's a violation of God's law in it. I just think it's a, it's a, it's a waste. Anyway. So – Who's the real winner over the weekend? Well, the real winners are those fighting across the border there and those fighting in other countries, everyday Joes like you and me. Rams, okay, well, you knew that. <laughs> everyday people just like you and me in all, these, in all these countries, specifically up in Canada. Yeah, I knew the police moved in with you know, some of their goons and their agents of the state and their Nazi tactics. I'm going to show you a few of those things going on here in just a second. But they are also winning. They're also winning. So I'm going to give you a few examples here. Um, here is the man-child, um, the prime trader, Justin Trudeau. And I want you to listen to how he threatens... The families of the protesters. He's threatening them right here on television. Watch what he says. Here. Time to go home. It's time to bring your kids home from this protest. It is now an illegal protest. It's not a legal and the protest. Consequences on them and on their families. On their families uh, will be significant if they choose to continue with this illegal activity. See, it, this is why in America it is recognized. There is a right to keep and bear arms. I keep going back to this over and over and over. The reason is not in the shall not be infringed part. It's in the previous part. 
a militia, to secure a what? A free state, not under a dictator like this guy. Okay? And yet, the more threats he makes, even though he's making them even against their families, the more the people come out. The more the people come out. This was out yesterday. Boy, I tell you, if there's somebody on the scene covering all this, it's Rebel News. Of course, they're they're out up there, aren't they, in Canada. Uh, they're really out here. This, is, this was yesterday. Um, Saskatchewan. I hope I said that correctly. Protesters join in Canada-U.S. border protests. Why? The, the police were moved in to clear off the bridge. By the way, if you didn't see it, SonsOfLibertyMedia.com, veterans form a line between Canada's Nazi police and the truckers at the Windsor Bridge. Now, um, you can see here, uh, there was a lady talking about Tiananmen Square. There's a video of that. But here's the, here's the vets. They've already fought. Some of them older, some of them young. They've already fought one time. And what are they doing? Right out here on the front lines. Uh, If that doesn't inspire courage, I don't know what does. This is what we've talked about before. Here are the vets. They fought this kind of ideology in foreign countries. And yet, it's in their own backyard right now, and they're having to stand up and fight it now. Good for you guys up there in Canada. Good for you. Now, with the threats, you would think there would be some people that say, okay, well, we're going home. Maybe there were. There were several arrests that were made yesterday, at least that I got wind of. Um, There is also just a growth of the the, the, the people coming in. Let me give you this shot here from the bridge there. This is at Coutts and Milk River, uh, the blockade there. They said that probably 5,000 people... uh, were gathered there in that area. And just take a look at this. It's pretty incredible. This is like a drone shot. You guys on the radio, you can't see it, but this bridge is just packed with trucks and and cars, mostly big trucks you can see uh, there. But the people are not being swayed from what they're doing. And I listened to an interview yesterday of, I think it was a Rebel News guy, And he said, you know, it's interesting. They told us two weeks to flatten the curve, but, oh, if we're here, you know, more than a few days, all of a sudden we're we're acting illegally. They didn't, you know, Trudeau wanted to support the BLM guys while they were burning down the cities and attacking the people and everything else. Wanted to support those guys. But when it comes to actually listening to his people, the ones who pay his salary... Uh, I, I guess you could say they b- voted him in, but maybe not. I, with, with this whole election stuff, I just I don't trust any of it. And, and I really do think that when you are voting lesser two evils, you're, you're just determining which, which master you're going to serve there. All right? That's what you're doing. You want to serve master in the red or master in the blue. But you are doing that. You're not free. You're not free. So Justin says the blockades in Windsor and Ottawa are endangering jobs, impeding trade, threatening the economy, and obstructing our communities. They must stop. I spoke about that with Ford Nation tonight. 
Our teams will keep working to support Ontarians and get the situation under control. Uh-huh. How are you going to do that there, Justin? You're the guy when they showed up. You faked being in contact with COVID. You left your own country. You're a coward. You're a gutless, spineless little coward. But you got a big mouth on you, don't you? And what is what does these threats do? What have you guys noticed the threats do? They build the movement. By the way, somebody sent me, you know, we, we talked about Pastor Artur and what was going on with him in the uh, in the in the jail there. And somebody sent me uh, some video. There were some people, and I forgot to pull that up, but there were some people who came in and they started protesting at the jail. Good for you guys. You guys already had the idea before I did. Good. Stand for him. He's been standing for you for a long time. And just what I showed you here, more and more people are coming out that are not truckers. They're coming out and they're protesting. And this is the thing. We're going to talk about what's the biblical significance of some of this in just a minute. Um, I got a great little video here. It blows my mind. Um, the RCMP, the Royal Canadian Mounted Police, okay, have copped, no pun intended, to sabotaging heavy equipment and Calts, I, I believe that's how you pronounce it, Calts, Alberta. They, these guys weren't even using them in the blockade, the protests, or any of that. They were just out on the side of the road in, in support, right? So they asked them to move them, which they did. And then next day, they come to find all this stuff here. This is a report from Rebel News. I want you to listen uh, to what this guy... I want you to listen to this report. Hey there. Yep, thank you. Uh, so I can confirm that we disabled three, looks like three excavators. Yep. Um, to prevent the equipment from being used in the illegal activity of the blockade. Okay, that's the RCMP telling you that. that. And these so are the vehicles. This main battery cable. Yep. They cut this negative battery cable almost all the way through. They cut the cables on the solenoids. These would be start solenoids and uh, probably a glue plug solenoids. And then this control box, they've cut all the wires in it. They took the fuel lines off. They sprayed foam them shut. Yeah. There's a filter missing over there. Um, this is criminal activity, guys, by the police. The solenoids there. Yeah. Let's get right in there. Yeah, yeah. And I know Total criminal saying. activity by the police, and they admitted it. They should, uh, whoever's involved should be arrested for it. But who's going to arrest them? The people. There, yeah. Foam. Yeah, filters are missing, and they're foamed shut. This is what the police did. Yeah. Over on vehicles that weren't even involved in the protest. A few of the boys have brought out some equipment here, and they parked it on private land with uh, per permission from the owner to park it here. RCMP, um, they had it parked in view of the within view of the highway RCMP requested that it be moved out of view of the highway so we've obliged them um, after it was moved here somebody sabotaged the equipment there's uh, wires cut there's filters removed spray foam put up fuel lines like these things these all three machines they're valuable machines 
Um, and it's going to take a lot of work to put them back into order. Um, I can't see that, that happening. Like there's parts missing, um, parts have to be replaced. There's a lot of labor that's got to go into fixing these things before this, these, these fellas can use their, their own equipment again. Hey there. Sid, it's uh, George Sutton, call for you back. Yep, thank you. Uh, so I can confirm that we disabled three, looks like three excavators. Yep. Um, to prevent the equipment from being used in the illegal activity of the blockade. Uh, was there an expectation there as to how they were going to be used? Uh, I don't, I'm not sure. I've, I've got the answer for you. I'm not sure what other questions you might have with, relative to that. This guy's name is Troy... Savinkov, he's a corporal in the RCMP who's admitting this. It's all good. Really appreciate that. Thank you so much. Yep, bye-bye. Hi there, it's Corporal Savinkov here. Uh, hey there, Corporal. Uh, this is uh, Sid calling you again really quickly, um, if you have the time for a hey, second. Sid. Absolutely. Yep, uh, so I just wanted to confirm um, exactly what the damage was done by the RCMP. The damage, the disabling? Yeah, yeah, so we, we, we can... Right. I don't know. I don't know what we did to disable those vehicles, Sid. Okay, but okay. Yeah, sorry. I I forgot to get that bit there uh, last time. But you did confirm that it was you guys. But um, in terms of the specific damage, you're unaware. Yeah, the specific uh, steps that we took to disable those vehicles. I don't. I don't know. Okay. All right. No, appreciate that. Just wanted to reconfirm. Thank you. All right. Take care. Yep. Bye. Bye. All right. So I'm going to stop it right well, there. Good news, everybody. Rebel News has decided to help us out with lawyer fees, which we really appreciate. Thank okay, you all guys. right, so they're going to talk about this other thing here. This is what I wanted you to see. Did you hear what the guy said? We moved in to disable these vehicles that could be used. They're not being used. They could be used in, quote, unquote, illegal activity. None of this is illegal. When they were shutting down things with the BLM protests, was the RCMP stopping that? Nope. Were they moving in and disabling vehicles and all this other stuff? Nope. They weren't doing that. They were all going along with it. Because as Trudeau said, that was a protest he supports. So it's not illegal. It's not illegal to torch people's businesses, burn their houses, burn their property, destroy it in the name of pushing forward communism. Because that's what it is. But when you stand up and say, we don't want communism, we don't want you running our businesses and telling us what we have to put in our body as a result of working for that business, well, that's illegal activity, and we, we can't tolerate that. And I'm going to tell you, you attorneys up there for the Canadian truckers, you ought to be all over this right here. You really ought to be all over this right here. They have admitted to the destruction of private property. And yet they claim to be enforcers of the law. No, they're lawless people. Whoever the cops were who were engaged in doing this, whoever gave the order, anybody involved, this guy that you just heard on here who announced, yep, we did that, all of them ought to be arrested as accomplices in the matter. And it should come out of their pay. It should come if they can't pay it. It should come out of their property to replace whatever's been done to these vehicles here. This is a big deal. This is not some small matter. This is a big deal. And this is—they shouldn't be thrown in jail. They should be made to restore.
And if they have to get their fannies out there and get the parts together and put them on themselves, that's what should happen. But so far, mum is the word from Justin Trudeau, the RCMP, as to repairing these vehicles that they damaged. Nothing. We've heard nothing. It's justification. Oh, they could be used in some kind of terrible thing here that we don't like. Yeah, they're losing a lot of money by setting up these blockades. Now, they're letting, you know, if they've got some kind of medical supplies or something like that, from what I understand, any of that stuff, they let it go through. But the majority of stuff, they're just blocking it off. And they're winning. The problem is this. Because they're winning, the tyrants see their time short. And they become very dangerous. Let me give you for instance. This was um, something that I got this weekend uh, about the use of supersonic weapons. Uh, crowd dispersing. We've had some of this before. This down just a little bit. This is uh, over in Australia, I believe. And you see how they've set this stuff up. Um, these are called LRAD systems. All right, guys, Mrs. Cossack is feeling a bit under the weather, just like everyone here. People are feeling nauseous. People are feeling a bit of vertigo. That's the result of these police supersonic weapons. It's happening right here. Have a look at the earphone, earplugs they've got in. Now, these ladies are prepared. They've put ear, earplugs in. Well done to them. Come prepared. But what about all these mums and dads here? They're copying the effects of supersonic weapons. That's a crime against humanity. Shame on, shame on Scott Morrison. He's scared of his own people. I mean, look at this crowd. These people are not criminals. These people are not dangerous. They, these are nurses, firefighters, mums and dads. Teachers. Teacher. Yeah, high school teacher. Math, science. And Fired I, last week. So you're a high school teacher and you're getting attacked by your own government with supersonic weapons? Yep. Only because I stand up for the children. Bloody hell. Yep. It's for the kids, isn't it? All the people here are not moving. They, they have the option to move. It, it's amazing that they've got nearly, what, three-quarters of a million people out here and they cannot even send one person out to talk to us. Not even exactly. one person, you know. At least come out and hear what our views are. That's all we want to do is have our views expressed. We're doing it in, in the multitude of people here, but come out and hear what we've got to say. All right, guys, you can hear the crowd's feeling a bit sick. The, the way they're chanting isn't as strong anymore. The weapons are kicking in. Are you feeling it, madam? Yeah, I feel something. I can't explain. What do you feel? Well, you can feel it in your heart. You get like it's an anxiety. Your heart's missing beats. What do you feel, sir? Can you feel the supersonic weapons? Supersonic weapons. I don't know if I felt them, but I wouldn't be surprised if they're here. They're here. They're up up on the square. Yeah, right there. They're they're dangerous, bro. Hang on, this bloke. What do you feel? Uh, Just a bit of a headache. A big, a big headache. Yeah, for sure. What about you, sir? How do you feel? How do you feel? My ears. You can feel it in your ears? Yeah. Uh, I, I am um, sensitive. Have a look at the police. They're wearing earplugs, right? Those, those weapons there in front of parliament. Fancy uh, a parliament, the house of the people, deploying weapons against the people. Honestly, you know, if China did this, you know, the Prime Minister Scott Morrison would be the first to point the finger. He'd be the first to stand up and point the finger at China, you know. Or if, you know, Saddam Hussein did this or Gaddafi did this, our country would send troops and invade them. 
You know, this is a this is a this is a war crime. Yeah, this is exactly what's going on. Okay, all right. So you get the idea. Now, this was going on in Australia. Now, if you want to see, if you haven't seen them, there's plenty of videos. I've, I put it on my my personal Rumble um, at setting brush fires. There's plenty of videos here of what was going on in Paris. I mean, the police. Oh my goodness, they were attacking their own people, just attacking them, unarmed people in the streets. Um, they were shooting uh, uh, tear gas into the crowds. It's it's just it's absolutely crazy, and you can see these over there on Rumble. Um, I'll put a link up in the archive so you can do that. And as if you probably saw, they were getting prepared for uh, bring uh, the people in France. They were pulling in armored vehicles. These little the personnel carriers. They looked like little tanks, is what they looked like to me. They're pulling those in there, and yet <laughs> many of the Freedom Convoy got through. See, they're not going to stop the people. They're not going to stop them. They're just the people who are ready to die, to go to jail, whatever the case may be in this matter for liberty, because they know if they don't stand up now, they're not going to get time later. And many of these people are unarmed. I can tell you, you know, a nice 7.62 by 54 will take out one of those weapons real well, those little sound weapons or any of these other little weapons that they got. But here's the thing. The people aren't going to be put down. And they're demonstrating, we'll go to jail if we have to go to jail, but we're not moving. We're not leaving. You say, okay, so are they winning? Ask yourself this. Are less people coming or more people? Are less people standing up or are more people standing up? I would say more and more people are standing up. They're following the courage to do what they know they should have done two years ago. You know, people always hope for the best. And this is part of the problem with a doctrine that is spoken of by people in, in, the, in the public office, people in the church, people outside the church who believe that human nature is basically good. This is the problem. The Bible tells us that human nature is directly the opposite. This is why we're in need of a Savior from lawlessness or sin. Because we're born sinners. We're not a sinner because we sin. We sin because we're sinners. That is our nature, to be in rebellion against God. And so God has to subdue us. Remember, I talk about that in 1 Corinthians 15. Christ is subduing his enemies. And he does that one way, either by justice and by destroying his enemies, and they perish, or through the preaching of the gospel the taking out of a heart of a stone, putting in a heart of flesh, the circumcision of the heart, as the Bible says, and making us subdued in that manner. So, will you get what you fight for? Yeah. Yeah. Deuteronomy one thirty nine says, Moreover, your little ones which ye said should be a prey in your children, which in that day had no knowledge between good and evil, they shall go in hither, and unto them I will give it, and they shall possess it. Now, what's he talking about? Well, 
The people of Israel have been delivered from Egypt, from the bonds of their slavery under Pharaoh. God had protected them. He destroyed the armies of Pharaoh right before their eyes in the Red Sea. They saw a pillar of cloud. They saw a pillar of fire that guarded them. That's the picture of the presence of God. And as soon as they're out of harm's way, what's the first thing they're doing? They're complaining against the God that delivered them. Complaining against them. Oh, we need to go back to Egypt. Weren't them onions good out there, boys? That's what they were doing. And yet God had provided for them. He had freed them from their bonds. Oh, Lord. I mean, you give us this manna, but boy, we'd really like some meat. Right? What does God do? Sends a flood of quails in on them, literally, till it's up in their nose. There's so much meat. God continued to provide for them in the midst of their complaining. Gave them fresh water. Met all of their needs while they were leaving Egypt, headed to the promised land. And finally, he had just had it with their complaining. And he says, you're not going in. You're not going in. But your kids will. And so he sent them into the wilderness for 40 years to kill off everyone that was left, except for Joshua and Caleb. And I always like to tell that story. You know, my, my dad always loved the story of Caleb because Caleb here is what? He's 80 years old. Comes to the, I want that mountain over there. He wasn't some decrepit old guy who just said, I just want to live out my days kind of sitting on the front porch. I want to go take that mountain. And so in time, when my brother was born, my dad named him Joshua. And when our firstborn boy was, was, uh, was born, we named him Caleb. So he got his Joshua and his Caleb in that. But they went in. They were the only ones left in that generation who went into the land, Joshua leading the pack. And they obeyed God. What happened at Jericho? Marched around the walls. Blow the trumpet. God fought the battle for them. The walls fell in on them. And that was God's take right there. Now, did they follow through the rest of the way and do what he said? Nope. There was errors and there was sin all in the rest of what happened. And it ended up bringing judgment upon them because they didn't fully obey God. But God will give the people what it is they're willing to fight for. So... We have somebody like um, Benjamin Franklin, and frankly, I'm not <laughs> Benjamin Franklin. Frankly, I, you know, I've never been that impressed with him as some kind of moral example, that's for sure. Uh, but he was a very intelligent man, that's for sure. Here's what he says. Hence, bad examples of youth, bad examples to youth, are more rare in America, which must be comfortable consideration to parents. To this may be truly added that serious religion under its various denominations is not only tolerated, but respected and practiced. And this was a guy who didn't, I don't know that he had the greatest morals uh, of any of the founding fathers, that's for sure. But he recognized, even, you know, even people who are sinners recognize and respect people who walk the walk, that they talk. They have a respect for that. And so when you see these guys had the, had the truckers and their supporters left at the first sign of trouble, 
nobody have any respect for any of them. But they see them. They see them having their equipment destroyed like we saw earlier. They see them being arrested. They see them being harassed. And I think they're winning over people who were against them. In fact, I saw an interview yesterday or Saturday of somebody who said, you know, I, I really wasn't all for this, but now I see what they're doing to them. They're winning over the people. This is why they're gaining the support. And they're showing just how tyrannical the representatives in government are being. Even the, I mean, my goodness, even the people in parliament who were supportive of them are telling them to go home now. The heat's getting a little too hot on the representatives' fannies, aren't it? Isn't it? It's getting a little too hot for them. And they want out. But they're not going to lose anything. That's the point. Their, their liberties are not the things that are under attack. It's the people's liberty. And the people are saying, we're having none of this from you. We're going to do exactly what we believe is right in order to bring pressure on you to change what's going on. So we've got this little town. Um, this, is a, this is one where they're, they're winning the battle. Okay, Again, this is from Rebel News. Uh, the town of La Crete, I hope I'm saying that correctly, Alberta, overrides the health bureaucrats and ends the pandemic. <laughs> the pandemic is over in little La Crete, Alberta, a northern town within a 14-hour round trip from the capital city of Edmonton. It's over because La Crete never let the coronavirus or the government in Edmonton decide how the residents live their lives. Good for them. And they shouldn't. The people of La Crete ignored the advice of health bureaucrats. The largely Mennonite town of La Crete did what people do in small town Alberta. That minded, they minded their own business, they respected other people's choices, and they helped their neighbors. Amen. Amen. They demonstrated love, right? Isn't that what we're called to do? We're called to love one another. You won't hear the story of LaCrete trumpeted in the mainstream media. That little town at the end of the road up north showed us all there was another way forward that didn't involve closed churches, emptying dining rooms, families separated through the policies of vaccines and mass kids. I mean, it's, it's pretty incredible, and they, they've got a video here. I'll have the link up if you guys want to see it. But again, these are people who cut it off before, who I'm sure stand with the people who are protesting what's going on, stopping it in other cities. And some of them are pulling back. Some of these ta- some of these cities are pulling back because they know if they don't, they're going to go under. And uh, the real victim here, <laughs> I don't even know if you want to call him a victim, uh, a trophy that the, um, the truckers have gained here is that uh, the man-child has gone down to, I don't know, 16% approval. 16% approval. Justin Trudeau. And everybody's in here to get reelected, right? That's what they're in here for. If they aren't reading the handwriting on the wall, I, I don't know how to help them see that. But these protesters are helping the people to see who is really serving the people and who's not serving the people. Okay? So... Will God give the people what they're willing to fight for? Absolutely. 
Absolutely. Um, Deuteronomy 1, again, back to Deuteronomy. Chapter 1, verse 38 through 40. But Joshua, the son of Nun, which standeth before thee, he shall go in thither. Remember, he told the people, you're going you're gonna to die off. Your kids are going to go in. The son of Nun, which standeth before thee, he shall go in thither, encourage him, for he shall cause all Israel to inherit it. Moreover, your little ones, which ye said should be a prey, and your children, which in that day had no knowledge between good and evil, they shall go in thither. And unto them will I give it, and they shall possess it. But as for you, turn you, and take your journey into the wilderness by the way of the Red Sea. Yep. He said, I'm going to give you, I'm going to give to your children what they're going to be willing to fight for. And I'm going to let Joshua lead them because he was willing to fight. Remember, he and Caleb came back from the land after spying it out and said, piece of cake, man. Yeah, there's giants there. No big deal. Piece of cake. All the other guys said, oh, oh, it's scary. There's big bad guys in the land. Yeah, we got some big old clusters of grapes, I know, and it's it's a bountiful place that God is going to give us, but... We just can't beat the Giants. Can't beat the Giants. They had not learned because it had not been done yet by King David how to defeat a giant, right? But somehow Joshua and Caleb saw how to defeat the Giants. And it was by seeing through eyes of fate that God could deliver the Giants into their hands because he had promised to do so. Friends, what has Jesus said about the earth. What has he said? I didn't pull this particular one up, <clears throat> but many of you are familiar with the Beatitudes. If you're not, uh, Matthew 5 through 7, you'll cover the Sermon on the Mount, but in Matthew 5, you'll see the Beatitudes. Take a look at this. And seeing the multitudes, he went up into a mountain, and when he was set, his disciples came unto him, and he opened his mouth and taught them, saying, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are they that mourn, for they shall be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they shall what? Inherit the earth or the land. Blessed are they which do hunger and thirst after righteousness, for they shall be filled. Blessed are the merciful, for they shall obtain mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called the children of God. Blessed are they which are persecuted for righteousness' sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are ye when men shall revile you and persecute you, and shall say all manner of evil against you falsely for my sake. Rejoice, be exceedingly glad, for great is your reward in heaven, for so persecuted they the prophets which were before you. Ye are the salt of the earth. But if the salt has lost its savor, wherewith shall it be salted? It is thenceforth good for nothing, but to be cast out, to be trodden underfoot of men. For ye are the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hid. Neither do men light a candle and put it under a bushel, but on the candlestick, and it giveth light unto all that are in the house. So therefore, let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father." which is in heaven. The earth is to be ours, guys. People of God. It is to be ours. God has promised such, has he not? Did we not just read that right there? The meek inherit the earth. 
We are to be meek. That's that power under restraint. Uh, let me tell you something. You see this footage that I showed you this morning? You've seen some of the footage that I've, I've shown you before. Some of you who are listening by radio, you've seen it too when you watch the reports. What have you seen? You have seen literally millions of people out together who could have easily crushed every agent of the state, went in and took over any government building that they wanted to, with their bare hands they could have done it, and yet they were restrained. There comes a time, though, when that restraint stops. There does. There always does. And, you know, our friend Eric in the, in the chat talked about, you know, the tyrants are just going to get worse. Yes, they are. They are, unless they feel the pressure of the people. And at that, some of them become very, very dangerous. Instead of getting the clue, they become very dangerous. But you've got to understand, the people have to take it to the next level, and they're going to have to start demanding that these guys who are in power, that are in seats of authority, not only be removed, but be prosecuted for their tyrannies and their crimes. They're going to have to do that kind of thing. And it's going to be the people who have to bring it to bear because nobody else is going to do it. These guys are part of the government. And they're not doing it. Uh, they're not doing it either. Um, let, me give you, let me give you a couple of other things. What keeps people from actually doing what needs to be done? Fear. Fear is what does it. You know, the opposite of love is not hate. It's fear. It's fear. Um, we read in the scriptures that uh, perfect love does what? It casts out fear. Listen to what First John says. Whosoever shall confess that Jesus is the Son of God, God dwelleth in him, and he is God, and he in God. And we have known and believed that the love that God hath to us, God is love, and he that dwelleth in love dwelleth in God, and God in him. Herein is our love made perfect, that we may have boldness in the day of judgment. Because as he is, so are we in this world. There is no fear in love, but perfect love casteth out fear. Because fear hath torment. He that feareth is not made perfect in love. We love him because he first loved us. And if a man say, I love God and hateth his brother, he's a liar. For he that loveth not his brother whom he hath seen, how can he love God whom he hath not seen? And this commandment have we from him, that he who loveth God loveth his brother also. Now, let me take this to a conversation that I had over the weekend. I was um, <clears throat> on Saturday, I believe it was. And... Um, one of Bradley's kids, uh, Sam, he called me. He says, hey, we got this guy, like five minutes to talk with you. I said, okay. That usually is not a good sign for me. Um, and uh, so the gentleman, you know, I called him up, and five minutes was like two hours. Uh, we talked all during the show. I didn't even hear the show on Saturday. Uh, but it, was, it wasn't a bad conversation. It's one I've had many times. But there's confusion of people not understanding what we're saying here. Nobody at the Sons of Liberty says that you can be justified before God and clothed in the righteousness of Christ by obeying the law. Nobody here says that. Nobody believes that. 
But somehow people think that when you talk about the law, some oh, you're bringing us back into bondage. No, that's not what's going on at all. I'll give it to you the way that I understand it. The law is like this burning mountain, like Sinai. You're not supposed to touch it or you're going to die, right? Or you read it in Pilgrim's Progress. And you see it as this scary mountain that's going to fall on you. That's what the law is. It's to push you to Christ. That's what it's supposed to do. It's supposed to, the law is supposed to, to, to show you your sin so you run to the Savior. A Savior from sin. And, the, and, and the, the consequences, the wrath of God against sinners, it's supposed to drive you to Christ. So we hold up the law, and then we preach Christ crucified. Once that happens, what does the law become to us? All of a sudden, it takes on a different image. It's holy. It's righteous. It's a beautiful thing. The psalmist, one night in Psalm 119, he writes word, you know, tons of words about God's law, about meditating on it, about it, loving the law, not hating it, loving it, hiding it in his heart so he won't sin against God. This is the, this is the thing. It becomes this standard for what we're saying, whether or not we're loving somebody. And so with this gentleman I was talking with, I said, okay, so, you know, he wanted to make it like, well, I don't, I don't do it because I have to. I do it because I want to. I said, absolutely, because you're given a new will. You're given new desires. That's what it means to be given a heart of flesh and take out the heart of stone. And so what's going on there? Well, the standard is love. And what did we just read here in 1 John? God is love. And the law mirrors his character. Okay? That's right. We, and, and this is part of what he was missing. Uh, Mr. Wordsworth said, we must make distinction between moral law and ceremonial law. And this is what I was telling him. There are many people in the New Testament that we read about, the Pharisees, trying to keep ceremonial law, along with a whole bunch of other stuff that they just made up and put in there. That, that doesn't save anybody. Neither does keeping the Ten Commandments, because nobody keeps them perfectly. Even if you outwardly keep things inside, there's all kinds of stuff going on, and all of us know it if we're honest. We hate without a cause, we lust, we covet. All of those are precursors to actually doing things outwardly. And somehow, by God's Spirit, as a mercy to His people, I think, He restrains sin in most everyone. That we are not as bad as we could be. And even the bad guys are not as bad as they could be. I witnessed a, a video the other day where the Border Patrol had caught this lady who was involved in human trafficking. I don't know if you guys saw it. Maybe I'll have to pull, see if I can pull that up and put that in the archives. This lady was like possessed or something. She was growling at them and looking at them. I mean, it was just creepy. It was just some creepy stuff. But even that isn't as bad as she could be. And so this is part of the issue that we're, that we're up against. Where is our love for our fellow man? I see that in these truckers. How many of you guys have seen what these guys are doing while they're down there? They're cleaning up the streets. They're picking up the trash. They're feeding the homeless. 
They're feeding people who aren't homeless. <laughs> They're cooking for them. They're coming alongside each other. All of that's a demonstration of their love for their fellow man. So, what is their ultimate goal? Well, their ultimate goal is to have liberty. They're to have liberty. And the reason that they're winning is because they're not being fearful. I'm sure there's probably some people who are a little concerned that they get thrown into jail and this, that, and the other. But they're overcoming their fear. And isn't that what the Bible says it will be, that we'll be overcomers? Yeah. Yeah. We have to expose the darkness, though. Ephesians 5.11. We are to, how can we do it if we never engage it? You know, some people say, oh, you shouldn't even be involved in all this. Uh, why not? The Bible tells us that we're to be about doing those things. So let's jump ahead here. Read to you about Joshua, the people. Numbers 13 tells us, And Caleb stilled the people before Moses and said, Let us go up at once and possess it, for we are well able to overcome it. But the men that went up with him said, We be not able to go up against the people, for they're stronger than we. And they brought up an evil report of the land, which they had searched into the children of Israel, saying, The land through which we have gone to search it is a land that eateth up the inhabitants thereof. And all the people that we saw in it are men of great stature. And there we saw the giants, the son of Anak, which come of the giants, and we were in our own sight as grasshoppers, and so we were in their sight. You know, part of the problem is people don't take God serious in what he says there. What did he do? He promised them the land. He promised them the land before they were alive. He promised it to Abraham 400 years before. And if you go over into Numbers 14, you'll hear the response of the people. And all the congregation lifted up their voice and cried, and the people wept that night. And all the children of Israel murmured against Moses and against Aaron. The whole congregation said to them, Would God that we had died in the land of Egypt, or would God we had died in this wilderness? And wherefore hath the Lord brought us into this land to fall by the sword, that our wives and our children should be a prey? Were it not better for us to return into Egypt? And they said one to another, Let us make a captain, and let us return into Egypt. Then Moses and Aaron fell on their faces before all the assembly of the congregation of the children of Israel, and Joshua the son of Nun, and Caleb the son of Jephunneh, which were with them, which were, which were of them that searched the land, rent their clothes. And they spake unto all the company of the children of Israel, saying, The land which we pass through to search it, is it an exceeding good land? If the Lord delight in us, then he will bring us into this land and give it to us, a land which floweth with milk and honey. That, my friends, is not the doom and gloom of the last day's madness, people. That is the message of courage. It is the message of optimism. It is the message of faith that God will do what he said he will do. He says, Only rebel not ye against the Lord, neither fear ye the people of the land, for they are bread for us. They're, that's what I said. They're a piece of cake. 
Their defense is departed from them, and the Lord is with us. Fear them not, but all the congregation bade stone with them uh, to stone them with stones. They didn't want to hear the, the optimistic message that we can do it, because God said we can do it. And the glory of the Lord appeared in the tabernacle of the congregation before all the children of Israel. And the Lord said unto Moses, How long will this people provoke me? And he says, But my servant Caleb, because he had another spirit with him, and hath followed me fully, him will I bring into the land whereinto he went, and his seed shall possess it. Canadians, Hold fast. You will possess the land if you hold fast. You will. You're very close. Pastor Artur, I think it was prophetic what he said the other day. You'll prevail if you hold the line. Just hold the line. Just a little longer. And you're going to prevail. Australians, get in there. Hold the line. People of Europe, hold the line. Americans, get up. Hold the line. The land is ours if we want it. But we got to hold the line. Our faith has to be that God is the one fighting our battles, but he uses means to do that. Okay? And oftentimes it's me and you that he uses to do that. I'm a guy that believes in the sovereignty of God, that he does what he wants, that all of his decrees are fulfilled. Anything that happens, I don't care if it's good or bad, sinful or righteous or whatever the case may be, it happens according to God's decree because it happens for a purpose. But I don't step back and say, okay, God, just do what you're going to do there. No, we have to be involved in that in whatever sphere God has put us in in order to see the victory come to pass. And so uh, it's my prayer to see not only Canada win the day, but the people of God throughout the world to win today. Why? Because the captain of our salvation leads us into victory. He does not lead us into defeat. He leads us into victory. Therefore, if you're a person who is outside of Christ, repent. Come into the kingdom. Turn from your sin. You will see a new world. And you'll be one who's an overcomer. You'll be one who's an overcomer. All right? Guys, have a great day. Bradley will be with you at 3 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Central. SonsofLibertyMedia.com. And Lord willing, we'll be back with you in the morning at 6 a.m. Adios. Adios.